You are now listening to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of What the Health. I'm your host, Lena Lahire, and today I'm joined by Dr. Sunny and Shai. Dr. Sunny and Shai are an MD couple with a passion to bring forward the truth about the current health paradigm. Satya literally means essence of truth in Sanskrit. The truth is that everyone can be healthy if we understand our, how our bodies work. Society has pulled a veil over people's eyes into believing their health relies on a doctor, procedure, or pill. By using genetic science and biofield imaging, we can get our own individual blueprint about what our bodies need to function optimally. Not every supplement, lifestyle technique, or therapy will work for all of us, so we need to be able to target these modalities to our own biochemical and energetic blueprint. This is a possibility that's unlocked through gene testing and biofield imaging. Dr. Sunny and Shai have found that when people learn this about themselves, they reclaim their power and suddenly any disease label or condition disappears. Health is a fundamental right and they educate and empower individuals to take their power back. I'm so excited to have them on the show and to have my first couple on the show. So welcome Dr. Sunny and Shai. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us, Lena. Yeah, <laughs> it's all my pleasure. So I'd love to hear how you both got into this field. You're in Colombia, which also <laughs> I've never had someone from Colombia on my show. So that's pretty cool. Um, how did, how did you get into this field? Yeah. So we were both medical doctors. We went through the conventional training, you know, went to medical school, residency, all that jazz. And through our training, we felt very disconnected with the system of health and wellness. We felt like we were just kind of putting band-aids on people and we didn't really understand, you know, how, how we could use that conventional system to really provide the optimum health that we wanted to give to everyone. And so we kind of slowly started just doing things on our own on the side and uh, learning about, you know, integrative practices and we went down the functional route, you know, got certified in functional medicine through the Institute of Functional Medicine and really understood that, hey, there's, you know, root causes of why people are feeling the way they are. And maybe, you know, we need to dig a little bit deeper than just putting a pill on it. Um, so, you know, something like, oh, anxiety, let's say, right? A lot of people don't know that anxiety is a symptom of maybe gut issues, and, you know, oftentimes in the conventional system, we disconnect a lot of the organs. You know, we say that the brain, you, if you have anxiety, go to a psychiatrist. If you have gut issues, go to the gastroenterologist. But that's just not how our body works. It's one, one system, one unit. And so we really started understanding that process and, um, you know, seeing really great re results. And then we, you know, kind of understood that, okay, even in a functional medicine realm, things can get a little bit confusing. Things can feel like, okay, now I just keep getting the testing. Um, you know, now what supplements do I need to be on? Like, and you just keep going down this rabbit hole and never ending testing and supplements, and it can get very frustrating and expensive. Super and so, expensive. yeah, very expensive. And we, so we started, um, getting into genetics and we, you know, uh, went through training in that as well. And we found that with the understanding an individual's blueprint and their their own genes, 
we can really target nutrients, target supplements, target lifestyle recs for that individual so that they don't have to just keep taking all these supplements or trying all these diets or, you know, like everyone can't do cardio, you know, and we can see that through their genetics, like, Hey, maybe you need to do a little bit more resistance training. Um, or, you know, you need this supplement when you're more inflamed or, you know, it's just like, we're all about empowering individuals. We, we were, we call ourselves health educators, you know, because we've been honored to be given this position where we can actually reach out to people and help them understand their own body and really help people understand that they can heal from within. Like they don't need all these external things. And genetics has really provided that for us, you know, where we give you a blueprint, you know, exactly what you need when you're inflamed, when you're feeling your symptoms, when you feel like you need to detox and you can kind of just take, you know, control of your own body again. I love that. I love yeah. that. That's, that's kind of like next level medicine, right. Is to tailor it, tailor it to the individual. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I, all, all three of us understand what genes are, but can you just go over the basic basics of what genes are and why they matter in terms of our health for any of our listeners that are listening. They're like, I don't really know what genes are. For sure. Totally. Um, so essentially our genes are, are the fundamental biochemical blueprint of our body. What that essentially means is that our genes make proteins. Our proteins are the essence of life. Uh, they will perform all the biological functions in our body and the on off switches for these proteins are all dictated by our genes and our genes are turned on and off, um, by very specific environmental inputs. Um, unfortunately we live in a, in a time where our genes, um, that are more easily dysregulated or will make proteins that are a signal of stress are overexpressed. And the reason that our genes that um, our stress genes are overexpressed is because we are inundated with more stress from psychosocial standards, uh, from environmental toxins, from nutrient soil depletions, and you can kind of go down the list. We are, we are just being bombarded with different levels of stress that are activating our our genes for stress and making proteins for stress. And um, by understanding how our individual body responds to stress, we can now start to target very specific practices towards those um, stress genes and uh, start to regulate them in a way that we don't necessarily have to go down uh, and start to feel all the symptoms of uh, the stress that the, the genes are activating. Mm, mm, good explanation. So this is kind of the idea behind epigenetics, right? So, you know, people will hear this word epigenetics and they don't really understand what it means, but what you're saying is we have these genes and then we have lifestyle factors that can either turn on or off those genes. And, and that's the concept of epigenetics in a very layman's term, correct? That's exactly. exactly it. And um, just like I mentioned, is that we are just being bombarded by epigenetic influences of stress in a different way than probably ever in recorded human history. Mm -hmm. And so our genes for stress are being overactivated. But so by seeing this blueprint of how your individual genes work, 
you can start to really take control of your health from this perspective by knowing which nutrients work for your body, which lifestyle recommendations work for your body and uh, kind of building uh, a strong foundation to be resilient mm -hmm. to uh, all the stressors in our lives. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So because we have thousands and thousands of genes, are there specific genes that kind of show up the most that are have variants or dysregulated in common conditions? Like what would those genes be? Yeah. So there are some, um, I mean, the human genome product, uh, project just happened. And, um, so, you know, the research is ongoing with genetics and how, um, some genes are very important and some genes may be less so from what we know so far, but there are basically what we can tell so far is that there are hub genes, meaning that there's sort of a central um, gene or a few central genes that will control inflammation, for example. And uh, what we do is we look at the hubs and we look at how an individual's hub gene may be um, a little bit weaker in some senses, or maybe more prone to stress and to um, create dysfunctional proteins, as we were mentioning, and how do we support those hubs? And everyone has their own sort of hubs. Um, and what we look at is inflammation very, very closely, because inflammation tends to be the uh, basis of any kind of biochemical or uh, disruption or illness in the body. And we also look at um, detox genes. There's several ways that our body cleans itself. And there are very specific hubs for those. And everyone has their own little quirks of where they need support to detox. So detox is a very, very important thing to look at. And then the last thing that we look at are the energetic hubs of how our body produces energy. And we all, you know, again, produce energy in our own way and very specific nutrients can help our um, genes and our proteins function much more efficiently if we, if we know that. The, the key to all this is really doing it in sequence. And that's what we, we teach people is that our body needs to build from the ground up in a very specific manner. So controlling inflammation first is always the key. And if any of your listeners get anything out of this, this mm -hmm. is what we want them to know. Start with inflammation, For start sure. controlling your inflammation. You don't have to know your genetics to help control inflammation. There's very basic practices to do that. And then you start to get into detox after inflammation is controlled. If you, if you start to detox before you control inflammation, you add fuel to the fire. And that is, I don't know, maybe 80% of our clients. We um, see so many people doing all these detox programs and they're just like getting worsening symptoms of their inflammation, you know, breaking out in rashes, like anxiety is crazy. Yeah. A lot mm -hmm. of, uh, it's basically just like you can think of fuel to a fire. Uh, if, if inflammation is not controlled and you start detoxing, um, you're, it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the last thing you want to start thinking about is how do I pump energy into my body so I can meet the demands of our life. That sequence is so critical to building your body back up from, from the ground up. Wow. And we yeah, we actually have, we can share like the pyramid that we just talked about. I don't know if your listeners would want to see the look because visual, you know, it's always easier. We yep. can share if you want our screen. Um, yeah, I, I don't post the video, but oh, I can do a post on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Awesome. 
hundred percent. Um, I love that like simplified kind of like inflammation detox energy. So that was going to be another one of my questions. Do people need to know their genes in order to go through these processes or are there simple things that they can do? Like you said, inflammation, you don't need to know your genetics or some simple life hacks. Can you share some of those life hacks? Of course. Um, so it comes down to how we sleep, how we eat and how we move our bodies. Um, that is going to be a huge, huge part of controlling inflammation, because those are all modifiable lifestyle factors that are within our controls every single day of our lives. The things, and I, I'll just sort of jump for a second, because this is really important to talk about the thing that's less in control of our lives right now that we're sort of being bombarded with is environmental toxins. Mm -hmm. And this is where, um, you know, the future crusade of medicine is going to have to go for where healers are going to have to start to really take on industry that's polluting and um, our, our earth and our, and our, and our bodies and causing rampant inflammation, autoimmune diseases are on the rise. Uh, cancers are on the rise. Um, you kind of go down the list allergies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're it's not it, normal to have year round allergies. We'll just put that out there. We'll put that out <laughs> yeah. there. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, this is very closely tied to the over 80,000 unregulated chemicals in our environment that are just rampaging our bodies at an alarming scale. You can, uh, and we do see this a lot is that you can, you can sleep very well or do the best you can with your, your lifestyle factors. But if you are being toxified mm -hmm. by say a petrochemical plant near your, your home, um, it's going to be very, very hard to heal. And so understanding environmental toxin exposure and, and, you know, really cleaning up your, your risks with that, with cleaning up your air, getting an air purifier, cleaning up your water, getting a water purifier, eating organically as possible, mm -hmm. that will go a tremendous way to control inflammation. Yeah. And then beyond that, you know, you, you definitely want to start to sleep well and eat well and, and move your body well. Um, mm -hmm. But environmental toxin exposure is a really big thing. And then talking about detox, you know, the best detox is really what we are evolutionarily designed to do is fast. Mm -hmm. uh, we are, we are all designed to have some level of fasting in our lives. And, um, you know, not everyone can do that. And remember, you can't detox if you are inflamed. Um, so don't just go start jumping into fasting. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, but uh, fasting is the natural, the natural way to clean the body. And uh, this won the Nobel Prize in 2016 for a concept known as autophagy. Yeah. Autophagy is the body's way of cleaning itself, and it's activated through intermittent fasting. So, you know, if you if you do these, if you start to understand these basic concepts and really start to work with these fundamentals, you can you can really build your health up yourself, and you know, pretty pretty much free. Of, mm -hmm. of any kind of um, charges there. <laughs> and let's not forget the mental health portion of all that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. I love how you said you can't just jump right into fasting. Like I love the steps um, because I think it's very actionable for people. I have family members that are very overweight and they'll just like jump right into fasting and and that's not sustainable. And like intermittent fasting, like they'll just never be able to do but they don't, they don't want to change their diet. And that's kind of like, you have to do these baby steps, babies, you know, walk, crawl before they walk, not all, but 
you know, right. Like there's these steps that you need to take. Um, so if that's what you're saying, I think like, that's the biggest thing for our listeners is you need to take these steps and you need to do it methodically if you want it to be long lasting. Definitely. And it's also, um, remembering that it can, it can feel very overwhelming trying to do everything at once. And then it can really make us feel like we don't want to do any of it. Mm. So, you know, if, if you're new to this, if you have no idea how to start, just pick like one thing a week that you just start in, you know, um, like if, if you live near like, you know, poor air quality, if you live in a city, maybe just consider an air purifier to start. And then the next week, you know, if you're, I don't know, like you're just like drinking 50 coffees in the morning, maybe start with, you know, hydrating yourself with a little bit of water Mm -hmm. (laughs) before you dehydrate yourself, just like, you know, picking up little things and just starting wherever you can is so important because it can definitely feel overwhelming. This is like a whole different paradigm of what we've been taught, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I'm sure like, you know, it was, it's such a a change from your conventional training. Like you've really veered off the, to the beaten path, right? Like, (laughs) but this is a way that it it has to go. It does. Um, you know, and just touching back on what shy was talking about with the, the mental health component of this, um, that is, that is the, the new pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, that it's really what is being birthed from what we've gone through collectively over the past two years. And for any future healers or people trying to, um, you know, get into this work, uh, that is where we need the most support. And that is what we have combined now with our genetics approach. Um, It's really great to understand the fundamental biochemical blueprint. But what we also see with the genetics is we all have amazing genes for wellness that are just waiting to be activated. Mm-hmm. And how we activate these, these genes, um, and the science is very clear on this now, is at the level of light or electromagnetism. And this will, this will sounds a little bit uh, esoteric, but I'll try to explain the best I can. We essentially have a field around our bodies, an electromagnetic field. And what we know is, is that the field is primary. Everything that happens in our biology first happens in this field. And if we're able to detect this field and move electromagnetic energy as appropriate, we're actually able to now dictate our own biology. The way that you move this electromagnetic energy is through the wellness, uh, the mindfulness um, practices. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these these age old tested practices tried and true um, are really what produce fundamental health because you are moving your biology on a level of electromagnetism and activating your genes for wellness. So um, just tying that in with the mental health aspect, that is the cure. That is, that is literally the cure. When we start to practice mindfulness practices, meditation, yoga, you know, we do, we, we actually visualize the biofield. We um, do imaging of it. You may have come across that and we can see very uh, in a very targeted way, just like genetics is very targeted, but in a very targeted way, how we can start helping, helping people move energy. And you can, you can do that through acupuncture. You can do that through craniosacral therapy. Um, sound tuning is mm-hmm. extremely potent. Yeah. So there are multiple modalities, but the more people start to fundamentally get into the understanding that their um, mental health is, is crucial to their overall 
overall well-being, their biological health, yeah, uh, the better off we'll really be as a society. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is really my space. Why I decided to go back to school and study psychology, and with the goal of becoming a health psychologist, because I was in the fitness industry, and it was just like so one-dimensional and. And I'd help my clients and I, you know, put them on nutrition programs and fitness programs. And, and sometimes it would change, but it wasn't long lasting and it just never worked. Um, and I realized, you know, through my own health struggles and, and issues that I've gone through that it really is all about mental health and we can't have physical health without mental health. I love that you guys have you talk a lot about that on your Instagram page. Um, so I'd like to, that's kind of a perfect segue into mm-hmm. how our mental health really affects our physical health when it comes to this parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system dominance. Could you explain that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, pretty much when, so the nervous system is just so beautifully built, right. And we are just beautifully built human beings. Like we have a function for everything that we, uh, you know, like everything that occurs, like we have a way to kind of respond. And so, you know, um, evolutionarily we have the sympathetic nervous system, which would turn on when we are exposed to stress, whether it's external or internal. So this, this sympathetic nervous system turns on because we need to kind of shut systems down in our body that we don't really need to function when we're in a state of stress. So, you know, um, like your gut shuts down, you know, your heart rate, you know, your heart function is going to go up because you just need more, uh, like, let's say you're being chased by something, right? Like you need to run, you don't need to really be digesting your food. <laughs> um, so there's just different systems that kind of turn on and turn off. And the parasympathetic ner- nervous system is kind of the opposite where it kind of allows you to digest your food, you're able to sleep better, you know, your, um, your cortisol levels are lower during your parasympathetic nervous system, your adrenaline's lower, all your stress hormones are lower. And so this is how we're just built. Now, unfortunately, in our modern day living, we are not just uh, acutely exposed to stress, you know, and our body responds, people are just at baseline living with this stress, you know, and maybe we're not being chased by animals, but we're chronically stressed in our mind, you know, and we're, we're chronically stressed with the kind of input that we're putting in, whether it's food, the kind of community we keep in touch with, what are we watching the news all day? Like, are, you know, is our sleep schedule completely off? Like all these things, everything that's being put into our body, um, that's causing the stress. So now because we're chronically stressed all the time, our sympathetic nervous system has to stay on. And so, you know, that means that we are constantly in fight or flight mode. The body doesn't know the difference between, uh, you know, physical or your boss yeah. and a saber toothed tiger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're just, we're constantly we're overactivated, constantly yeah. overactivated. And so, you know, we're not able to digest our food properly. Uh, we can't sleep properly. Our immune system actually shuts down during our sympathetic drive. So, you know, everything that we're being exposed to now we can't even kind of combat, you know, so people who are acutely ill all the time with viruses and bacterial infections, like most likely it's because they're chronically stressed, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really an important thing to understand is that we need to figure out how do we calm down our sympathetic nervous system? 
And there are several ways, yeah. really. Um, and that's why we love biofield imaging so much is because it, it really does show you, okay, here's the area of your body that is the most stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we call it electromagnetic stress because it is electromagnetic in nature. It's light that has accumulated in a certain area and is kind of activating your crappy genes in that area. This could be your kidneys. It could be your liver. It could be your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, we see these things. And so what are the best therapies that we know to work on this level, uh, to work on the electromagnetic level, to start to move this energy as appropriately. So now you can start activating your, your wellness genes. And um, we've seen, we've seen some pretty profound changes in just, you know, a few weeks of people maybe taking a breathwork practice into play and spending 15 minutes in the morning to really start to re-regulate that nervous system, mm. but also move energy, move electromagnetic energy that is going to signal all your good genes and, and help you through that whole day. And um, you, people would be amazed to see some of the before and afters of uh, the shifts, uh, not only in the, in, the, in the image that we see that shows us the light intensity, but the, the biology that shifts, the symptoms that shift very rapidly mm-hmm. when we start to operate with this understanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, for any listeners out there, they're like, this kind of sounds woo woo. This is like been practiced, you know, for it, like in Chinese medicine, this is the concept of stagnation, right? Like when energy gets stuck, I mean, these things have been practiced for thousands and thousands of years and modern medicine. I mean, we have research that maybe is like 200 years old. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's, and now science is catching up. Like you're saying, we have imaging, we have all these different things that are catching up. We can see it in our biology. Our biology is changing. So um, there's a lot of scientific rigor to back up these, this, this perspective. Well, what's, sure. what's amazing uh, with that. And really glad you mentioned that is because what's embedded in almost, well, not almost in every single scientific trial that's ever been conducted is something called the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly the power of intention and belief and changing biology on that front. How is it that you can give a person a pill and another person an antidepressant, uh, I'm sorry, one person a sugar pill and the other person an antidepressant and up to at times 80% of the people that got the sugar pill will have a biological response Mm -hmm. to to that, um, that pill. And this is not a joke. It is 80% in, in trials. They have seen this. Um, so the, the biology of belief, um, and that's a book actually by, um, uh, oh man, I'm going to blank on his name, but he's, he's incredible. Um, nevertheless, the biology of belief is, is a real thing. And, um, it, where, where it does come down to now is that we have the ability to see this. We have the ability to see where, um, you can start to move energy through your body by practices that enable your ability to use your intention and belief and emotional guidance to start to change your own biology. And it is, it is truly a remarkable time um, because this is a full circle type of uh, awakening that we are having, that having that we need this, we, we, we need this ancient wisdom, this, this ancestral knowledge, we need it, it's mm-hmm. time to bring it back and really implement it 
um, in our daily, daily lives and teach it to the next generation so that they can be healthier than us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like even in, um, school, we're learning about, um, placebo and it, like any study that you conduct, you have to account 50% to placebo. Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. baseline 50%. And so it's very interesting. You see people walking around in the COVID era and you're just like, how many placebos I'm just seeing walking around, right? Like totally. whichever way someone has decided to go. Um, and there's just so much power in our thinking. It's absolutely incredible. So what are some of the other practices like health practices that you would get someone to go through if they're dealing with other chronic conditions? Like you talked about breath work, um, and moving energy, what are some of the other kind of practices that you would get someone to engage in? Are you, are you speaking energetically or more yeah. like energetically? Yeah. Um, targeted acupuncture is really powerful. And, um, you know, the beautiful thing about using the biofield is we're able to kind of bridge the gap between modern science and ancient wisdom. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we live in a day where people don't want to spend, you know, an hour meditating every day to see results, maybe 10 days later or whatever. Like they want to see instant, it's like instant gratification and with the biofield. Now we can see exactly where there's energetic pooling and like make targeted recommendations to start liberating that energy. So the person really starts noting, noticing improvements much faster than maybe if they just took a yoga class. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so targeted, uh, acupuncture points are beautiful. Like if someone has throat pooling, if someone has spleen pooling, liver pooling, like we can say, Hey, you need to get acupuncture points in these areas to really liberate that energy. Um, essential oils are very powerful. Mm-hmm. There's very specific essential oils because they, um, essential oils have their own frequency that kind of, uh, synchronizes with certain organ systems. So you can use essential oils very target, like with a targeted way to different organ systems as well, um, to liberate, to liberate energy. Sound is a really, really powerful thing. And a lot of our clients have noticed improvement. We, you know, we had this one client with a chronic history of migraines and every time she traveled, like she knew that she would get migraines and we had her do sound therapy for her head and neck and she didn't get migraines at all. And the, and the same thing as essential oil sound actually you know, sound has its own electromagnetic frequency. Um, it has its own field and it has different frequencies depending on which organ system you're working with. So you can literally, literally target different sound frequencies for different organ systems to start liberating that energy as well. Mm-hmm. So there's different sound frequencies, you know, sound therapies for your head and neck, for your liver cleanse, for your gut. Um, you know, there's thyroid. Um, there's yeah. just so many different ones. This is actually the work of, uh, Eileen Day McCusick. If anyone's ever interested, she has a book, uh, electric body, electric health. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, and she's really mapped out the biofield and what type of energy gets stuck in which type of areas of the body. It's, it's, it's really, um, intricate. And, um, once you understand this sort of new anatomy, this energetic anatomy, mm-hmm. you can really start to move, um, but move that energy around. So your biology shifts more rapidly and sound is part of the electromagnetic spectrum. It's not just light. It's just of a different density. And so you can use sound as an electromagnetic tool to start to move your own electromagnetic body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, like we said, biology will shift when energy moves. It's just the way we are built. Yeah. Another really powerful practice is craniosacral therapy. So yeah. going back to kind of turning down the sympathetic, cause, uh, 
you know, we, if we have body misalignment, there could be a shift in what's called a sphenoid bone in your skull that activates your uh, your sympathetic nervous system. So you're constantly in a fight or flight. If a lot of your listeners, if they notice one shoulder is higher than the other, their, you know, waist line, like underwear pants is kind of always like tilted eyebrow is ears. Like we see this all the time. Cranial sacral could do wonders. It really, you know, it really helps kind of turn back the parasympathetic system. Um, other practices, what else? We, we, we try to tailor things to yeah, be honest. Uh, exactly. we, we don't want to get into a box and, you know, this is a huge principle of the future of health also is we need allies. Uh, we need a ha- allied health network of mm-hmm. people that understand the complexity of our true nature of our energetic body and are able to intervene at different levels of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's very, very important, sure. uh, to, to, uh, you know, sort of guide people into the, the wonderful breadth of, uh, health, uh, I'm sorry, energetic healing practices that do exist. Uh, and everyone's a little bit different. Everyone kind of vibes at their own mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but we just try to try to help guide people into what might fit their, their needs the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, like this energy, it gets stuck for a reason, right? And so if you move the energy, but you don't work on the reason that it got stuck in the first place, then you're not really fixing the problem. And so then it almost takes like this team of people. It's like, okay, well, do you have trauma that you need to work through? Um, yep. And then you need to maybe bring this person in. I had a crazy experience with cranial sacral therapy. It just like, yeah, it was not. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah. um, we have did that more than once now. Yeah. So, and you real- know what I love about cranial sacral therapy is like a lot of the time, the practitioners are, they're so sensitive to like what's going on in your body. Um, I have a history of sexual abuse and I never even told my therapist that. And she like put her hand on my womb and said, the energy is stuck here. And I like, I had a moment, like it was, it was a very intense kind of session, but that was, um, one part that really a moment that in my life that changed the way that I viewed health mm-hmm. and, and opened my mind to something different than what was traditionally taught is a crazy experience. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Beautiful. Yeah. And a lot of people will benefit from hearing that honestly. And I just want to touch back on, uh, what you mentioned there, um, one of the beauties of this, of understanding this energetic anatomy of our bodies and knowing that there can be um, trapped energy in our body, depending on the experiences that we have gone through. Uh, one of the very important things to know is that you do not have to relive the experience. That mm. That's not what this is about at all. It's yeah. actually just about literally physically moving energy. Yeah. And Yes, you will experience a shift in your being when energy moves, but it's not about reliving uh, mm-hmm. any kind of traumatic event at all. Uh, yeah. That's really what we try to uh, steer around. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and there, there's quite a lot of evidence that it's not beneficial to try to relive these events and talk therapy doesn't work for these, these types of experiences for people for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you do move energy where it is trapped, it also gives you an ability to have a wider perspective now 
on the ways in which maybe those adverse experiences have changed your life and your life course. And now with this broadened perspective, you have more choices, you have more ability to kind of see the world and navigate through. And it's very liberating and feeling empowered, feeling empowered. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, just, just being very clear on that for people who are sort of, you know, and, and this is a, you know, we're talking about a lot of people that have gone through adverse experiences like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that really need help in this way. Um, this is a, a beautiful approach to something that's very difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought that up with the whole talk therapy thing. That's, that's one thing like, um, that people say, Oh, you're going to be a therapist. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to be a therapist because, uh, they're like the medical field, like your traditional psychotherapy field is no different. Um, there's a, there's a big difference between like traditional therapists and holistic psychologists or health psychologists. So, um, yeah, I'm not for reliving traumatic experiences. I don't think it's helpful at all. And in fact, like you said, research has shown it's not helpful to, Mm -hmm. um, to go through those experiences. So just a little caveat, if you do have a psychologist, that's maybe practicing that, um, question, always question. Mm-hmm. question and sure. um you know there's a lot of hope coming down the pipeline mm-hmm. with uh psychedelic therapies uh plant medicine is being used and really the way it was designed to be used and has been used um ancestrally for for millennia um to start to help people move this this trapped energy from adverse experiences like that and um maps canada is a they're kind of on the frontier of this um psychedelic therapy revolution Mm -hmm. and you know the data behind psilocybin um for for things like ptsd or moderate to severe depression or anxiety disorders it is uh it is unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's like kind of, kind of knocks your socks off when you, when you hear some of the, um, the benefits of, of, you know, using these therapeutic tools in a therapeutic way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if there's anyone out there struggling and haven't gotten their answers either, this is probably a good new, um, way to start looking at healing their, you know, uh, their experiences and, uh, their mental health as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's always a better way, right? Like then like you, you don't have to be subject to, you're just going to be on this medication for the rest of your life or even supplements, right? Like you talked about, um, functional medicine, like you can go down this rabbit trail of never ending supplements and mm-hmm. not really ever feel that much better. Correct? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And even, you know, for people who are on, I was just thinking of antidepressants because we were just talking about depression. Um, Not every antidepressant will work for every person, depending on their genetics and even, you know, understanding that or understanding that, okay, maybe I just need these micronutrients to really help support my neurotransmitter production, you know, Um, and maybe that's all I'll need. And maybe then I can come off my antidepressant. You know, there's so many different avenues um, that you can approach this through. And these, and just to answer that also is that um, supplements are a bridge. Uh, They're a bridge to you being able to access the greatest chemical factory that's ever been created in human history, your body. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you have this chemistry within you. You have the ability to generate the chemistry within you. Yes, sometimes we need support with supplements, but absolutely they don't need to be long-term. We don't take supplements. We know our genetics and we know our biofield and we know the work that we need to do to self-regulate. And Mm -hmm. so, 
you know, we can, we can kind of celebrate life and at the same time know what we need to do to stay in balance. We just without... went out for pizza last night. <laughs> it was great. You know, it's like life is meant to celebrate. We need, we need to stop shaming ourselves, guilting yes. ourselves, like following this strict path. Like that's just doing so much more harm than good. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, very much on the same wavelength as you guys. So what do you think about like, uh, test kits like 23 and me, if people want to like, how would someone go about testing genetics? Um, it can, I'm sure it can get pretty expensive testing genetics. What do you think of 23 and me and like ancestry, that kind of stuff there? Um, I mean, these commercial genetic testing companies, I, we fundamentally believe that they're trying to do the right thing. I mean, we, we fundamentally believe that about humanity in general, to be <laughs> honest. Um, the, the things to be aware of is your data being available um, for possible sale um, to commercial interests in the future with these, with these commercial companies. Um, they advertise, uh, they have funding from advertisers. Um, so it is, uh, it's, we kind of live in this new frontier of our data being, um, you know, something we need to protect and um, being very, very cautious with those elements is one thing for sure that we have, you know, talked to a lot of people about um, really trusting the company that you use. Uh, the other thing is that what we talk about really is functional genomics and functional is a very specific word because it, it means that you check genes that you know you can do something about if you need to. It's functional. It's not just, um, you know, your, your, your risk, your X risk of getting Y illness and God knows what you're going to do about it after. Um, yeah. it's, it's very important to be empowered by what you learn about your, your biochemical blueprint. And so we, we very much advocate for people working with, um, you know, trusted providers and, and trusted uh, people who know how to functionally help you understand your genome so that uh, it, it does provide you empowerment. And sometimes these, these you know, commercial testing companies don't necessarily do that for you. And we have mm -hmm. a lot of clients that really come to us after the fact that they're, they're just like, I'm confused and I, I don't know if this is good or bad, or, but I'm a little bit scared now too. Yeah. So um, it's very important to- Yeah, so the, the genetic testing kit that we use, it's the, the pyramid approach that Sunny was talking about. We look at the person's inflammation pathways, see which inflammation pathways need support. Then we kind of work through the detox pathways and then the energetic the energy pathways. And uh, the good thing, and I just remembered you asked about the cost. Uh, this is a once in a lifetime test. Um, so it, it's, yeah, what our, our co cost is for it is 300 US dollars. Mm -hmm. um, that's, but a one-time test. Mm -hmm. And if, if anyone's ever been in the functional space or functional medicine, your monthly space, supplements usually yeah. cost more than that. <laughs> oh, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, the testing, um, it's sort of never ending and you don't, um, you don't get the, the definitive answers often that you need to, you know, really empower yourself for the long term. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we love genetics and, you know, it is, it is a cost upfront, but the long-term gain of it is, is probably far outweighs that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did my 23 and me. Um, and then I took the raw data and I plugged it into some different like programs just to mm -hmm. see what came up. Um, I know not everyone has the wherewithal to necessarily do that or the time to like scan through like pages and pages. I think I got like 20 or 30 pages of genes, like it's crazy. Um, but it's interesting. I like that you said it's a one-time cost. 
Um, and the other thing with testing for functional medicine is those are snapshots in time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, a stool sample or a blood test or an allergy test, like a food sensitivities test. Like these are just snapshots in time that are changing all the time. Whereas your genes, like you said, it's a, it's a one-time thing. You get this blueprint for your individual body and what's going to work well for you and what's not. That's exactly exactly right. And, you know, we don't believe in dogma either. Your genes are not your destiny. Um, It's just a way to guard against your susceptibilities. Really, it's about getting on the offense and activating your genes for wellness. And that's what we we try to teach people as almost a bridge from the genetics is to get to how do I do this in the long term so that I'm not reliant on people like Dr. Sunny and Shai or, you know, Mm -hmm. whoever else. It's it's really about learning about your energetic body and starting to activate your own genes so that, um, you know, you're empowered for the rest of your life. Very cool. That is so fascinating. Well, you guys are so knowledgeable. I could just talk to you for hours, but I won't keep you for too much longer. I have some fun questions that I like to end each and every podcast with. So the first question is if you were stranded on a desert Island, and can only pick one food to eat for the rest of your life. And and it was just like solely based on pleasure, not like what nutrients would I absolutely need? What would it be? That's so funny. Cause literally we ask that question to everyone. Do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we, we don't include the nutrient element of it. <laughs> I don't care about nutrients if I'm stuck on an Island either. So, um, yeah, mine's like a fully loaded, super saucy veggie pizza that I just want to eat right now that I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I still feel like I would use, I would like eat like a grain bowl. (laughs) Oh yeah. Hers was a grain bowl. Like you get everything. You get a little bit of like fresh fruit, some veggies, some like protein, some carbs and like a delicious salad dressing. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. I know one of, one of the most popular responses is tacos. Like some people are just like straight up tacos. A good one too. Yeah. yeah. It is a good one. What's the best meal you've ever eaten in your entire life? Oh my God. There's so much you food. You really got to think about that one. We're also vegan. So like, we always kind of try these, like, so we, we go to this uh, pizza place here and they make vegan pizza with macadamia nut cheese, which is like, I think I, I would say it's the best pizza I've ever had in the world. And we've gone to Italy like five times. So, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Italy, (laughs) Italy is the answer. Yeah. Um, Italy does have the best food, you know? And I just want to say on that, you know, what we, what we put into our body can be transmuted. Um, so, I mean, we should never shame ourselves for what we eat. We should feel really, really good about what we eat. Um, and it is important to understand, obviously there's chemistry involved and, you know, you will feel a certain way when you eat certain foods out of balance and it is important to stay in balance, but if you want to eat gluten rich, you know, dairy pizza or whatever you want to do, um, feel good about it because you will transmute that energy, uh, into something that's beneficial for you. And, um, you know, it's very, very important important to live as a moderate in this life and, and enjoy your food. So love these questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, what's your least favorite food? Oh man, I guess we don't, I mean, Uh, just from the energetic standpoint, I guess, um, you know, like factory farmed meat, uh, you know, that is, that is, uh, suffering and fear. And, um, you know, that's, that's just not energy you want in your body. And, 
it's sad that it's so affordable uh, for people and easy, easily accessible. And, you know, that that's it, you know, really sort of puts a different perspective on what we eat and what's happening to our, our psychology as a, as a society. I'd say that for me. Well, I haven't really eaten that much of that, but yeah. I don't know anything that tastes meat like is my least favorite. Like they have all these faux meat that like vegan things now, and I'm just like, this does not taste real. I love it. <laughs> Sunny loves it. I, I call the I call factory farm meat sad meat. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. Meat. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your favorite restaurant in the whole world? Oh my goodness. I feel like we just went there last night. Yeah, this pizza. If if anyone ever <laughs> comes to Medellin in Colombia, definitely try Cafe Zorba. Call like, us. And yeah, we just will call take us. You we'll to take the you. right place. Uh, there's an incredible restaurant here. I think that's probably my favorite. I yeah. I don't know. There's so many amazing restaurants all over the world. It's kind of hard to pick one. <laughs> Recency bias. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite travel destination you've been to? I mean, your backyard is like ridiculously beautiful. Like, it, like you put pictures, you're like, this is our, this is where we're, where we're at right now. I'm like, I know we've been very, yeah, we've been very blessed to be able to travel the world. Our favorite country. You know, personally, I would say actually because of the lesser known fact of it is Colombia. Um, this is an enchanted land. It's, uh, it's got everything, mountains, rainforests, you know, beaches, uh, kind of everything in between. So, and very affordable, and very affordable. And the yeah. people are just incredibly down to earth and beautiful and love, very, very um, interacting with people from different countries. So, uh, if, Columbia. if anyone's ever looking for a we good travel, we also love Italy. Italy is one of our top destinations. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of has everything too. That's an easy one. For <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I went to Italy for the first time. My husband and I, a couple of years ago, and it was just like, he had already been there, but I never had. And I'd never really traveled that much growing up on a farm in Saskatchewan. You know, you don't travel that much. <laughs> and it was just like, it was the best place I've ever been to in my life. Yes, incredible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your favorite books that you're reading right now? I'm a total nerd. Um, I I don't read fiction because my I'm just Sunny not doesn't creative. read for fun. Yeah. I, I, so like I'm like I read textbooks and, and no, it's not textbooks, but like for example, uh, I just read Eileen Day McCusick's book Electric Body, Electric Health, and yeah. you know it maps the anatomy of the biofield and teaches all these amazing things about your health. So um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a nerd like that. What's yeah, I read and I read more books for fun. Right now I'm reading a book called by Richard Powers, I believe. It's about a um a son. Oh, it's it's about a son who is on like the the spectrum um of autism, but it's just like getting a different understanding of like what he's experiencing. And it's actually like so beautiful how these children are able to kind of see things in such a different light than we are, and we kind of label them for it. Um, so it's, it's like a beautiful story of a father and son kind of doing their thing, you know? Um, so that's a, that's a really nice story I'm reading right now. Um, I really enjoy like historical fictions. Um, so anyone who's like really into like women led historical fiction books, um, Pachinko is really good book. 
Um, it's about the, it's based in Korea, like around the 1940s. Um, so that's a really good book. I would highly recommend that too. I got to throw one in healing is voltage. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants to know, uh, you know, that how this, our body works, um, how we are primarily electric and how you, if you want to heal, you start dealing with this electric body of yours. Um, healing is voltage by Dr. Jerry Tennant, electric body, electric health by Dr. Eileen Day McCusick, incredible foundational stuff that you would mm. learn about your body. Mm. Yeah, I'm more along the nonfiction kind of, <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of books. What are your non-negotiable health practices? Meditation. Yeah, uh, it's been the greatest, most transformative health practice that I have ever experienced. Um, it has to be part of my day. Otherwise I'm not myself <laughs> anymore. I, I mean that it, not to use it as a crutch, but it is truly um, transformative. It, mm -hmm. it is the best health intervention that I've ever experienced. I would pray anyone to get involved with that. And I would say, even if maybe that's a little meditating is a little scary, a beautiful self, a beautiful health uh, intervention is self-love, you know, giving yourself love through the day, catching yourself when you're talking bad about yourself, how do you actually talk to yourself in your mind? You know, you need to talk to yourself like you're your best friend. And a lot of times when we uh, start loving ourselves more, a lot of physical shifts start happening in our body too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What is the happiest moment of your life? <laughs> I don't know. These are deep uh, we also, wow. I don't know. It's hard to be oh, like the top. Huh? Well, okay. Um, so plant medicine experience, uh, yes, to be honest, that was um, very transformative. I, well, I had a personal, a recreational plant medicine using <laughs> mushrooms. Uh, but, um, Fortunately, it went very well for me, and I felt an unbelievably strong connection to the earth. Um, I was like rolling in flowers, type of happy, <laughs> and uh, it was it was one of the most um, influential experiences of my life to this day because I remember clearly of how connected I was, and truly, that's what I know to be my myself even now. Even if I can't feel those exact feelings, I know that that is still me. Um, so that was it. What's Crazy. Yours? Yeah. What's yours? Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, medicine, Columbia, you know, cause I'm just, when you start thinking, then you like, don't know, but when you just like close your eyes and you're like, what is the happiest? We, we were in Grenada for two years. We did medical school in Grenada. So that was like, it was like paradise. We were literally studying medical books on the beach. <laughs> so I would well, say those well. are yeah, quote unquote studying. <laughs> um, so that probably like beautiful, just like blissful moments that I can remember. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And yeah. what advice would you like to leave our listeners with in regard to their health? I believe um, health is, it, it is our, our right. And we we deserve to understand that concept where we are, we are born this human right. And 
sacrificing that in any way um, is it's an injustice and having somebody else tell you that maybe you can't be well is an injustice mm -hmm. to your humanity. And so learning the real fundamental way that our body works from an energetic perspective first and starting to work on that level first will be the best way to start to shift your biology and kind of rewrite those stories of what health truly is for, for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I would, and I would like to add to that, um, is that, you know, I like, I like to look at, and I think Sunny does too, health as kind of like a puzzle, you know, and there's all these little puzzle pieces that kind of have to go into it. So health isn't necessarily just hundred percent eating the cleanest diet, you know, health isn't hundred percent, like having the best exercise routine. There's so many different puzzle pieces that kind of go into our well being. So it, you know, even things like community love, Especially like having, community. having people around you that you can rely on and you feel connected to, and you can like grow together with, like, that is huge, you know? So that's a huge puzzle piece. Find your community, find your community, mm -hmm. um, you know, understanding that like, there's so many different modalities of healing and you just have to be patient with yourself, know that you're going to heal, always keeping that in your mind, because when, when we start playing these games of, you know, this isn't, I'm, I'm just always going to like feel this way. Like, no, we need to empower ourselves, know that I'm going to see a brighter day and I'm getting there and I'm getting all the help and everything that I've gone through, everyone that I've encountered, all the doctors that maybe I didn't even like agree with, or the pills I was put on that gave me side effects. Like all of that was meant to get to get you exactly where you are now, because if you didn't go through those experiences, you would have no understanding of what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So it's really almost like giving gratitude to all of our past issues that we've gone through, because now we have a better understanding of what we need to move forward. That's really important too. Mm. Preach. <laughs> it was like, you're talking directly to me. I was like, yes, hundred percent. Oh, I love that. <laughs> love both you guys. And where can people find oh, you? you? Um, it seems like most people find us on social media, um, Instagrams. You can just whatever. Our, our name is Satya Health on Instagram. Um, that's probably the easiest way to find us. We do have a website. And we have a website. Yeah. And it's like a beautiful website. It Satya is Health. a beautiful website. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so they can go there as well. And yeah, they can easily connect with us. Like we just want to connect with people who are kind of, you know, like we're all in this journey together, right? Like it's not me versus you. It's like all of us you know, so anytime anyone needs anything, like we're more than happy to kind of share what we have. We're very responsive um, to people for the reason that we, we understand the impact of community on health. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is sort of um, in terms of the ne next steps forward for all of us together, we, we do need to form these communities of understanding ourselves on this, on this level and empowering each other to do the things that we need to do to be healthy. So we're, we're very much a part of that movement. And if, if ever anyone wants to connect with us, please don't ever hesitate. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to have you both on the show. Um, thank you again for coming on and just sharing your love and your light and your knowledge. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. And for thank you for us. what you do. Yes. This is, this is beautiful. Yes. More of you is needed in this world. Totally. So thank you so much. <laughs> 
Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Make sure to stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes. And please leave me a review if you love the show, as that is how we get this message of better health out there. You can also follow me on Instagram at what the health lifestyle, where I post health and wellness content daily. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have the most amazing day. And always remember, you are powerful over your health.